0: Welcome everyone to the Changemakers podcast. Today we have an awesome woman joining uh, this session, Daniela Klauser, who is going to share with us her journey in creating Conscious at Work, a place where she can help employees and professionals in dealing with and recovering from emotional stress and preventing burnout. Daniela uses her insights from yoga, coaching and business worlds to inspire companies to provide work-life balance tools and allow their employees to live conscious, healthy and joyful lives. In today's episode, I'm curious to pick Daniela's brain on factors that lead to emotional stress at work, why do more young people have to deal with this problem and how does she envision the future of work, considering current trends and shifts in the way we perceive it. So, welcome
1: Daniela. To the change makers podcast uh i hope we will have some interesting insights and like a f- very fruitful discussion uh, in the upcoming 40 minutes let's say um okay so usually uh, we start uh, by you introducing yourself a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing and then from there we'll just continue with some other questions
2: yes Thank you, Casalina. Uh, I'm uh, I'm happy to uh, to be here as well and to speak to you because indeed it's nice to to uh, speak about uh, what you're doing and and also uh, get some feedback or you know um, see what you're working on and you've been interviewing quite uh, a lot of people and to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah. So um, about me. Uh, I've been, uh, working in the, in the energy industry for around seven years, working in business development, sales, mostly commercial roles, um, until I, um, uh, decided to, to do some trainings, uh, on the side. And that led me to uh, yoga teacher training to a coaching training, um, personal effectiveness trainings and, um. Yeah, really like very varied uh, workshops and trainings that I've uh, followed, uh, which made me realize I really enjoy working in that direction. Um, And I'm working now for a year uh, as coach and trainer and yoga teacher. Yeah, in really short.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Let's go a little bit back (laughs) uh, towards... um because uh, you said you were working uh, initially uh, in sales um, what kind of like let's say after university what led you towards that direction uh, was there something like special that draw your attention or was it more like a try and see what happens process
2: well I'm I must say I'm a person that needs to experience uh, before I can say if I like something or not, I'm enthusiastic about a lot of things. And I feel, you know, intuitively, oh, yeah, this is something I want to work in. But I first need to really do it to feel it. It's, I, yeah. A bit, you can call it exploration or really experiencing it. So, for me, I noticed that uh, I like the commercial things and the entrepreneurial side. Uh, also, during my study years, that I was part of the Social Entrepreneurship Student Association. Uh, it was called SIVE before, now it's called ENACTUS. And there I had different roles where I noticed, oh, this is actually what I really like. And already back then, actually, it was connected to more uh, HR topics or the the project coordinator role and things like that. And uh, and seeing what kind of people do we need for which projects and preparing for the national competition where we presented the different projects. Um, So this this was always there. Um, And since I grew up uh, with two languages, uh, Portuguese from Brazil and Uh, German and I really was always interested in languages Um, and learned French and Spanish and obviously I studied in English so I I had a lot of languages uh, on my CV that led me to an international industry uh, where I as student still translated uh, offshore manuals so for uh, companies that uh, work uh, the maritime industry where everything actually supposed to be in English but the Brazilians they needed it in Portuguese so I started with some translations there and for the Germans for the safety trainings offshore I also translated there this is how I got into that industry the let's say energy industry uh, connected to um, and this is how I explored it just based on what I had with me with the languages uh, and this had a commercial side that I really liked I just started um, back then in that company, rather small, and got a lot of different tasks and responsibilities, which I really enjoyed. That made, yeah, that made it uh, or made me uh, gave me the chance to uh, to explore really uh, a lot. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Uh, I could totally relate also to that very
2: international
1: (laughs) experience. I've also grown up with two languages: Romanian and Russian. Um, then also have studied French uh, and then studied in English. So it's, yeah. it's quite an interesting, um, yeah. I, I feel like when you grow in such an international environment, your um, vision of the world is a little bit different. Um, I was curious, what, um, what do you think was the role of such a diverse um, cultural background in your personal and professional life?
2: Uh, well, uh, it started already <clears throat> to when I realized that um, well, even w- when I grew up, I realized uh, uh, somehow I don't fit because I was living really in a smaller village. I don't really fit here somehow. <laughs> Everyone appreciated me for huh, for my uh, uh, for the ability to speak so many languages and uh, yeah, it was always super nice and, and and just my family, we always traveled a lot more than others. It just really widened my horizon to such an extent that I, I decided for myself I want to study in English. So I'm, I become better at it. English was the language back then that I thought, hey, it's really going to help me to work internationally. Um, I really am interested in different cultures and how different people work uh, in a different way and that's not only based on cultures but also uh, the, the, the person uh, how did the person grew up and grow up and so on um, that always was my interest and I think um, having that already in my own background to look further than where you grew up and to to be interested and curious about how other people work and behave and uh, yeah and our that that really led me to 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 these different experiences to really search outside and this this how would you call it to explore really um, outside where you grew up let's say um, and and I and I would say that for for you I guess as well for for people who just speak more languages or uh, grew up with different cultures and have this curiosity and this interest to um, yeah to go. To understand and to go to different uh, countries that you end up in a way working more internationally i would say or in, in contact with international hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and on the topic
1: of kind of exploring um different things um i've had an interview a few months ago mm-hmm. uh with with a also personal development coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she was mentioning that um, the only way she could understand herself better and become more self-aware was when she made this kind of change of getting out of the country, in, in, in her case, mm-hmm. uh, and experiencing new things. Do you think making this kind of changes is um, important? Uh, in personal development and yeah what was your experience with that did all these changes and all these explorations um so when in your case where did this kind of explorations and curiosity uh lead you uh
2: Uh, yeah um um, a few things that pop up in my head now let's see um yeah i i yeah i would say first of all this curiosity and this exploration really helped me to get to many situations that I was able to learn a lot. So yes, for personal development, I believe that you need to, a lot of people say it and it's already so, yeah, cliche, you need to get out of your comfort zone. And to be honest, I never understood what it exactly means until I realized I was doing that every now and then automatically. At some point you feel, hey, I'm not growing here. I'm not experiencing that, that, yeah, I would call it growth because when you are in a different situation, you you get to your limits. You explore yourself. You get to your own internal blockages and challenges and beliefs and, and, and thoughts and, and wishes, right? Um, uh, and, and you get more um, um, confronted with those in a different environment. Otherwise, you just continue the way you're used to and it becomes a routine and you don't think about it anymore. When you go out of a Let's call it a routine, then you get the chance to reevaluate things, how you've been doing it, how you've been thinking about it. Um, and that was important for me. And I realized it later that that really helped me in my personal growth. When I realized, um, yes, my, let's say, rational mind uh, curiosity in studying at university, learning a lot was satisfied. But this other side of me, um, exploring how do I feel with all this what do I want what is my intuition saying I got that that was got lost a bit on the way because I put so much emphasis on that Uh, learning equals or growth equals learning new stuff all the time but it's also learning about yourself and turning inwards and this is the point when for me it was the realization I need to change something after those seven years. This is not making me happy anymore. And this is not satisfying my growth from, yeah, from the aspect that I, that I would like to. And uh, well, unfortunately, but fortunately, and that's another, let's say um, point to, to answer your question for personal development. uh, Something needs to happen sometimes for you to wake up or to, think about uh get a trigger to think about things differently and say hey it's not working anymore like this apparently i need to change something and in my case it was my body saying um i'm going up to here and not further you're not doing something that is really uh, satisfying and um well this is now happening more often with people that they're getting burnouts and there's a lot of reasons why people get burnouts it's another Completely whole other topic, I would say. Um, But for me, this was necessary to go all the way to the point where I said, I don't know anymore. I need to rediscover what I should do. And that, again, you do with exploring, with going outside of what you're used to. Uh, What would I like? What, you know, it's it's a whole new, you can redefine your life. And realizing that was for me, wow, it was, was, yeah, a new beginning. I really called it a new beginning and I, I... uh, everyone has names for everything nowadays with hashtags. For me, it was uh, mm-hmm. the quarter life challenge. Um, it's known as the quarter life crisis for a lot of people. For me, it was the challenge because it was while it was regaining my energy and uh, uh, going back to my intuition and understanding uh, what I can do, what my strengths are, what I want, it was also exploring again. Hey, I don't need to stay in this for years. Um, and do the same thing again and again, I can use what I learned, take my experience and take it along into another experience and learn something new while evolving and while growing. Uh, So this growth factor for personal development got even more important um, when I realized, hey, I'm I'm not happy. It's not not going in a good direction. Long answer for a question <laughs> but, uh, yeah wow.
1: um, it's yeah it's amazing to, to hear you talk about this because I can totally relate to what you say and already like a few things pop into my mind and um, one of them uh, is uh, picking up your brain a little bit on wh- why do you think more and more people nowadays experience this challenge or do you think actually that more and more people experience this challenge? Or was it like this quarter life um, crisis slash challenge uh, that you mentioned? Um, So, um, where was I going with this? (laughs) Um, Because I was thinking uh, when you were mentioning um, that sometimes you you just don't have to get stuck in one place, right? Uh, When you start working, it's not that you have to be there yeah. uh, for the rest of your life. You can always kind of reconnect with yourself and see uh, if you're growing or developing, and then make a change if necessary. Yeah. Uh, and I was wondering, do you think that people experience this kind of crises because, um, let's say, during education, they were not like there was not so much focus on emo- developing emotional intelligence and on there was like so much focus on more and more knowledge and like consuming a lot of knowledge, um, and there's not there's very little focus on finding yourself and exploring who you are and exploring what you want. Um, would you say that this kind of problem of quarter life crisis and then middle life crisis mm-hmm. it kind of starts early on because there was never kind of a focus on this kind of self-reflection uh, developing your self-awareness
2: yeah yeah i think it's a really good point you're mentioning and i'm uh i've been less um let's say searching in that direction uh but as a coach you talk a lot about uh where does it come from, right? Um, You you try to see, and you don't go into too much detail, of course, but you try to see, and it's always coming from your childhood, how you grew up, something happens, and that's why you behave a certain way, or that's why you believe something, and that's why you behave in that way. And uh, I think your parents and your environment, your social environment, influence that a lot. Um, uh, But indeed, the, the school system has a huge influence because... Early on, we learn uh, that what others say or what others tell you is the truth, right? This is the school system. Well, why would I question what they're telling me or what they're doing? It's not the right way. Even though you're not feeling right with this, you just go along and you try to fit in. Um, And then later on, you do the same. Yes, I certainly, uh, yeah. I certainly see your point in that this is a, such a big influence. And uh, the second point you mentioned, your emotional intelligence, there's not enough emphasis on that in the normal school system. They expect that the family at home is, is I guess, providing that and that the school is providing the knowledge. Uh, the school is also where you apply what you learned at home. So I think it would be good to include that um uh, yeah, the question is how, but for example, what I see, and this is a bit more my direction, is that uh, kindergartens are already introducing meditation uh, for children. And you see a huge effect on that they're much calmer, that they're much more compassionate, that they have more patience with themselves and with others. And when I saw this, I was so happy that this is happening because it takes away this pressure, this competition that you learn at school, who has the best grades, who has best this and that, and all the talents and strengths are not being considered. There are some schools that do that nowadays, and they also have their advantages and disadvantages, of course, and it's nice to see those extremes, and I hope that at some point one is including more of the other, maybe to find a a nice balance, uh, because it's super important to, to start already early on, I'll, yeah, I see that with the, uh, with the coaches that are coming to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and now talking about
1: coaching <laughs> and personal development and uh, reflection. Um, so you're now freelancing as a, a coach. If yeah. so I understood correctly. Yeah. Uh, and you're... Um,
2: company let's say or (laughs) yeah i have a company Um, it's called conscious at work so i i work out of that uh, company yeah okay so um what does conscious at work mean for you uh for me it means well it's it's where i put my insights for my quarter life life challenge that's where i poured all that into um because i realized i want to help other people in that situation, to not get into so much stress, and that includes emotional stress, uh, to get into a burnout, and to get a bit closer to themselves, uh, and, and listen to their intuition, and understanding their emotions, and that they want to say something, and emotions are not equal neg- negativity, right? We always think, oh, if I'm angry, that's negative. I'm not allowed to be angry. That's not true. It, if you're angry, it's because your body is telling you something where your boundaries lie, or uh, something that might hurt you. So listening to that is super important. And this, these are just a few insights that made me realize, if especially if you're starting your first job uh, or you're a young professional, right? So in, in your first five years, let's say, of working experience, these kind of this kind of information, these kind of tips are so valuable. But companies, they give you training in, in yeah, let's say soft skills, but more how can you be a good manager or uh, leadership skills, mm-hmm. whatever that means. And uh, you know you're seeing more and more, okay, now emotional intelligence, how can we include that into companies? They're realizing it's super important. Um, some do and some don't. And as coach, I, I see where the person is and I can guide uh, that person in um what kind of insights or what kind of feelings they need to connect to to get further right? when they're stuck or when they don't like anymore what they're doing. And super important mm-hmm. to go back to, oh, wait, how am I feeling? What is my body telling? Me? What is my intuition telling me? Because actually you already know everything. This, this is a love about the, the work of being a coach. You, you mm-hmm. get the information that is already there verbalized in a way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and conscious at work for me uh, really means um, combining actually coaching with yoga. And then I mentioned just with the coaching now as well, the emotions, I believe with the with the yoga training that I've received and with my own experience that these make such a good synergy. They're really, they really work nicely with each other. If we only would go to coaching, we would talk about, things and more from the rational mind and oh yeah now I understand why it is that, it is that way or yeah now I'm going to change it and, and act differently or behave differently uh, but if you take the, the the yoga side of it the body part and you look at the physiology at the somatic energy that is involved in this uh, yeah in this topic let's say that w- for what the coach she, uh, came for uh, there's so much more information there's so much more Tension that you can uh, take off your body uh, if you also work with your with your body. Um, and I, just to give you an example, when when I didn't know that I was that I had so much stress in my body, and spe- especially because I just overthought about everything, because this was for me my go-to. This is what I learned in Germany: you use your brain, your intelligence. I couldn't access that anymore because there was so much stress in my body. It forced me to actually. So calm down, sit back and just try to listen what is happening. And in the beginning I got super irritated because I'm like this is taking too much time, I'm impatient, uh this is not nice. But in the end it's exactly where my answer my answer is light. And um uh, I came out of a yoga lesson for example, emotional I started crying with the hip opening exercises and I was like I should be feeling zen now. Why am I not feeling then? No, well, okay, then I go and talk to someone. Okay, Uh, now I feel better, but why? Where is the connection? Um, So if I now see that some people um, use yoga to get some stress out of their body or to process some emotions, that's wonderful. And the next step is to talk about it and to use coaching to give you the right insights, to have access to that, let's say, body wisdom. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So I really see that this is a super nice combination to get you, Further, faster in understanding uh, yourself, and, and yeah, the, let's say the solution for what you what you came to the session for, yeah, and that's for me, conscious at work combining yoga and coaching, yeah. Awesome.
1: Um, and how do people respond to these trainings? Have you
2: ever experienced any kind of resistance or? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Resistance. We, we all have resistance to something we don't know anyways. I mean, I noticed even for myself. So when I, when I, uh, when I am in a session and I notice the other person shutting off and, and I call it then going back or hiding back in the brain, <laughs> going away <laughs> from the, yeah, from, from the body and how it feels a certain topic, then, then I just smile because I'm like, okay, the, this is just the process. And this is wonderful because like this, we can practice and we know, okay, now this is happening, uh, feel into it. What did just happen? And like this, you get inside step by step. Um, and just knowing what I'm just telling you won't change the way you feel. It's really in the session when you allow yourself to really get into that certain, um, yeah, uh, energy frequency, I like to call it, because you get into a certain state, in a, in a certain mood, you feel a certain feeling, right, a certain emotion. And when you are in that, and it's, it's yeah, it's frightening, or it's something that you did to protect yourself, you don't want to go there. So resistance comes up. And if I would just talk to your mind and try to convince you to talk to me about this traumatizing uh, um, experience of yours, you will say, no, I don't want to go there. And yeah, you have your your willpower. You will you will be able to do this. But if you um, if you address the body and you move your body with it and you try to remove some of that tension that you built up with that uh, specific situation or experience, you have m- much better access to it. And maybe you don't even need, need to relive that situation or that. But you you still can feel it and you can work with that emotion. And I see that that is when people realize, hey, I can show myself to be vulnerable and it's okay to open up. And I'm feeling this now, but all of a sudden I have such a relief. It, it's such a releasing feeling uh, that you feel more space. I cannot explain it differently than that you really feel more space in your body to... Um, uh, yeah to feel more joy to feel more happiness again like what am I going to fill this new space with you know this is a bit what how I came out of coaching sessions or how I see people going out of here with new courage with new uh yeah space in in, in their head and in their, in their body to to fill it with something positive they just removed some of that tension and it's really wonderful to see that yeah awesome that's
1: it's amazing <laughs> um you were, you were just mentioning before, I'm, I'm still thinking about that, uh, that uh, because um, uh, you grew up in Germany, as I understood correctly. Yeah. Um, and you experienced this kind of very like rational, um, I don't even know how to say, like decision-making, or you were like frustrated when you had to uh, kind of listen to yourself because you were impatient about time. Um, would you say that there are cultural differences um, that kind of... Uh, also, um, make different people um, react differently
2: to, to coaching and trainings and education. Yeah certainly. yeah, certainly. Um, and I must say that the most of the people that come to me now um, or came to me in the beginning uh, were closer to my network. So, um, university graduates and people that are most of the times very rational and in their mind um, and then it was quite international uh, study and you would notice the difference how people approached it I mean some are a bit more chill about you know getting a 7 out of 10 as a grade or uh, and, and the Germans were always um, aiming at an 8 or a 9 or, at, or a 10 mm-hmm. so you really notice the difference between Dutch and German and then a lot of other different cultures but that people had a different ambition or not not even ambition, but they enjoyed more their Maybe even their, their, their study because they took Mm -hmm. it more lightly. They didn't take it so personally. They didn't measure their worth on their grades. Um, And I feel that I learned that during uh, my, yeah, during school. Um, And a lot of people have that uh, unconsciously somewhere, um saved in their mind that their their worth is what kind of grades they're getting um and that's very limiting because maybe the grades that you're getting you know is not uh, reflecting the other things that you're good at and it was for me uh i, I mean i was good i was never the best but i was always um, uh, good i was doing very ambitious very uh, studying a lot and uh, uh, like i said also rather. Not having too much fun because otherwise I would feel bad that I didn't use the time to study, uh, and and when I realized that and that other people took it much lighter, I felt like, well, yeah, my my cousins in Brazil, they're enjoying their time much more. Uh, I also noticed, of course, the difference in, in in education level. I mean, you cannot compare that, of course, um, but at the same time they didn't get so stressed out like me, and that's the time uh, later when I also realized, hey, I am half. Health- German of Brazilian uh, what happened to my Brazilian side and it's really funny but that it, it, the Dutch uh, my Dutch boss uh, back then the managing director of the company that I work, was working closely with said okay uh, Miss uh now your German part can rest for a bit I would like to have your more spontaneous Brazilian side speak now and, and I thought, like, this is so annoying. What is happening? You know, like, you have an identity crisis. But it, it's really what sometimes comes down to uh, realizing mm-hmm. all the different parts of you that, that you carry along, that you have with you, and and, and using their strength. So the, the, the more emotional, more feeling side, the Brazilian side of me. I I, I suppressed at some point because I realized in Germany, I'm not getting far with it. uh, Yeah, it doesn't fit to what people expect here for how you should be. Um, But actually, there are a lot of positive sides uh, in that. And there's a lot of strength that I can get out of that. Let's, you know, re-explore them. And then I also felt all of a sudden more myself again, that I don't don't have to, I don't want to call it pretend, but put more effort in something that doesn't come natural to me there were a few of those. Yeah. And, and I think in the company world that's expected from you, the more male, um, traits, yeah. How you would call them. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's why for me after that, that, that time, my burnout, uh, my decision was, I want to find back my intuition, my feeling. Uh, I want to live more out of my heart. And for many people, when they listen to this, they're like, well, you know, I don't know. I was always able to trust my rational mind and taking decisions from there. Uh, well, and then I say until the point where you can't. When you have so much stress in your body, and then uh, yeah, it's just you know, it's just uh, how do you call that biology? You can read about it when you have stress in your body uh, too much, then you won't be able to. Uh, access your decision-making part of the brain uh yeah if you have it the uh, fight or flight mode uh, theory you can read about it you will realize mm-hmm. um yeah it won't get me anywhere mm-hmm. and that's why i teach also just as a side note because i think it's for the people who are listening uh, very nice to uh, to know as well mm-hmm. if they're interested in it if you are in a stressful situation it doesn't matter where the stress comes from it could be emotional it could be just a trigger um We are all in a fight-or-flight mode because we get into stress. Then we don't have access to our brain and we get even more stress because we cannot react the way that will get uh, the results that we want. So what I say is work with your breath. And that's what I know from yoga. If you use your breath to first breathe really deeply to to really get that stress out of your body and then give a response rather than a reaction – you will get much further because you have access again to your brain, the brain that can rationalize and that can tell you, OK, right now uh, you need to say that or right now you need to tell that person I need some time uh, to think about it and not react right away. This is a this is a big difference uh, for a, would make a big difference for a lot of people if they would be a, yeah, more capable of dealing with stress and using their breath uh, more consciously. And this is a super nice tool, and and that's why I love the combination of coaching and yoga so much. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I now answered your question. Sorry, but I got so yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got so into that topic because I'm so passionate about this. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I see so many companies <laughs> in that direction where, where where yeah, you don't get the space for that to just be human. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I mean probably
1: everyone who listens will also hear like the passion in your voice. Like when you talk about something like so, uh, driven, you know, you know, you actually care about it. So it's awesome to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, what was kind of maybe a surprising moment in your work, like in all the trainings that you had, did you have kind of a moment that made you think about something or made you change something? Um, yeah.
2: Hmm. in one of the trainings so I guess you would also like to know which kind of training so maybe it could help other people in the same direction I don't know it was really a a combination it was a combination of a lot of different things that I've done and it's difficult to dissect and say oh it was that and there I got that insight Um, since feelings you know you can put less into this structured box where I say yeah this happened then um yeah I think it's really difficult to say I, I took some time off I really went traveling to put myself in another environment um to not be conditioned by the same old routine and that that was really the start to help me to, to yeah to, to look at things mm-hmm. differently um and then mm-hmm. and then I did different trainings yes uh, to explore what If I like it and what that could mean for me Um, and yeah one of the insights with all the trainings and I think that's what you see also in my company is that uh, there is so much in in the beginning especially of your career or if you become a manager that it's okay that you still need to learn or that you can learn that will make your life so much easier and also just showing yourself vulnerable and saying hey I don't know this right now or hey I need to say or, or hey, I, I see I really don't have time for that but uh, next week uh, so to really be honest to yourself and to to um, not try to pretend or assume what the other want from you uh, and that authenticity is, is what will help you to be closer to yourself and not to feel yeah, not fulfilled, let's say, in your life I think is one of the big factors that slowly crystallize uh, for me Uh, throughout my courses and and the work Um, and that's why I offer now also to companies so I don't do only one on one thing but also companies I offer that package uh, that I call personal energy mastery and uh, Mm -hmm. it it consists of office yoga so really using especially the breath uh, exercises and stretching exercises um, that you can use right away that you don't need to go on a mat or anything for. So you really have the access to that immediately bring you some relief uh, and increase your energy uh, together with the coaching and with uh, personal effectiveness trainings. And that is, for example, uh, how can you uh, make your outlook, your, your emailing system as structured as possible so you can get things out of your head and um, work in a structured way, uh, and these, you know, these things. Awesome. I wish I could have had them when I started my career because they would have made it so much easier and smoother to, to go through this, yeah, um, at a time that is a bit unknowing. Uh, You're still exploring, right? Like, wh- how much do I need to work? How much do I need to do? i just out of university, or if you just become a new manager, it's difficult to know. What are my limits? How far do I need to go? What do I need to do to prove that I can do it? And yeah, so that's that's mm-hmm. the, the background why I did that and and, and with all my insights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um,
1: talking about work, um, there is like a, I guess quite a, we have like a different way we perceive work. Like one of my passion topics is also kind of exploring how the future of work would look like, or how do we want it to look like uh, considering that nowadays uh, young people and young professionals become more aware uh, about themselves and that they want to explore, you know, different paths. So they rarely even consider staying in one company more than five years, let's say Mm -hmm. from your experience and from your research and, like talking to, to people um, what is your feeling like wh- where do you think the work as we know it will shift towards
2: um, well the one thing is where will it shift towards um, because there is younger generations coming that have different needs at work they really look for meaning and purpose see that coming and some companies uh, Adjusting to that, adapting to that. You see that in how they communicate or how they recruit, things like that. And the other side is what is needed. There's always a movement in a certain direction. And the question is is that the direction we want it to go? And what does it mean? I mean, if there's another generation coming up, once again, something different, are we going to move again? Right? And how quickly can we move? Uh, Things are changing quite fast uh, nowadays, and I expect them to be faster. Uh, I see that the need, let's say, that companies allow people to be more authentic and to really be persons, people, really be human beings also at work. It's not like you are a different person when you're at work than at home. Yes, you can have certain traits that you use more at work than at home and the other way around. Uh, and you try to keep your emotions away from work. But I think, you know, we are human beings. We take things from home to work and things from work to home. Uh, so if we could look at employees more as human beings and, and yeah, that there is more than, than just sitting in front of your desk and, and, and doing some tasks, um, I think that would be a huge impact on how the work life look like and how people feel more content and more happy at their work. And that includes, of course, the the upcoming of the AI, the artificial intelligence, where work that is quite repetitive is done less by human beings and that they can do actually what they're good at, be creative, create, look at, you know, what, what do we have, what can we do and think outside of that box that we always say if we're busy with all that, yeah, organizing, administering, maintaining, you know, get stuck in this small little things that are necessary, but now that the technology is moving on so good and so fast that it can take that off of us, we can focus on our leisure, I would say, more Mm -hmm. creativity, and I believe that both go together. Uh, who has not experienced when you are completely relaxed and you are, for example, on your bike or under the shower or wherever and not at work, you have the best ideas or things pop up in your head. Why? Because at that point you have more space in your head, you're not busy with the nitty-gritty stuff, and you have that space for that creativity, that access to your own creative energy. And um, th- this is just so wonderful if we can... If, and I believe we are working towards such a state uh, rather than how we're used to the years
1: before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I was thinking actually the same because um, what I would like to see in the future of work is more and more organizations or companies being more flexible in terms of time, but also roles. So, you know, because in a way it feels it's still kind of now you go from school where you were in a box to work where you put in another box. And, um, it's, it's for me, work is not about 40 hours a week and it's not about like a list of tasks. It's so much more than that because we spend so much time at work. So why not make it enjoyable? Why, why, like, I have so many questions of why, 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 (laughs) why do we, do we have to work eight hours a day? You know, like, where is this coming from? And, (laughs) Exactly. What if we make a shift and just let people be happy and just enjoy what they do and not make some room for experimentation yes. also and yeah. for exploration? Yeah. That, that would be amazing. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's and, the exploration and creativity that, that ties in with each other. And you see some companies already do. Those are the, the more yeah. innovative ones and some others are a bit afraid to move that direction. And I hope that soon they will will go in that direction as well, because I really agree with you about why eight hours a day. Um, That's why my first um, idea was, okay. out of those eight hours, you're not productive eight hours. Right. We all know that. What can you do to increase your energy? And that is working more effectively. So really organizing your stuff. So you have more time to walk around, to have meetings while walking, to not just sit behind a computer all the time, to do your stretches, do your breathing exercises, do your uh, whatever your calls, socialize, have a socializing uh, lunch, you know, even if it's not with a business uh, uh, colleague or partner, no, just with a friend. Uh, that socializing will give you so much energy, and then you're much more productive for the rest of the day. Uh, so that that mix between more your private and business life. Um, you see already becoming less, but there is still this judging of other people like, oh, you're leaving earlier, even though you know the culture should be supposed, it's supposed to be that you can just um, uh, manage your time yourself, for example. They say sometimes, yeah, as long as you, you, you get your results and as long as you do what you have to do, uh, you are the manager of your time. But still, you get always this little bit of, you know, feeling of, mm, yeah, I'm actually not supposed to do this better if I sit here a bit longer so people see that I'm working. No, I I really <laughs> hope that this is going to go in a direction where uh, you really can do the things that give you energy so you can perform at uh, the things that are that are required for that uh, job. And I love your idea about the role. Yeah, why are we put in a role? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, I'm a generalist, so for me it's like, I like when I was looking for a job, like I, I just couldn't because <laughs> I was looking at all these boxes and I couldn't see myself fit in any of them. Yeah. I had bits and pieces from different types of roles, but there was nothing, you know, like I could, I, I cannot say, okay, now I'm account manager or now I'm a, I don't know, designer or something. It's just, I, I think the skills that we use are also just interdisciplinary. Yeah. So you cannot say that one skill goes in one role. It's yeah. more, you know, and, and it would be awesome if uh, in the future, or maybe we already see this a, a little bit, that companies create roles around the person, yeah, rather than the, the, I the
2: other way so around. That would be so great. And and really, I have right or a couple of months ago, before I started my company, uh, this was also a reason to start my company right away because I was like, I'm not getting the jobs that I really would be so enthusiastic working mm-hmm. for. They just don't see, they look at my experience. Oh, we have someone else who has 10 years of experience in learning and development and training. And I'm like, okay, wonderful. But, you know, I have that interest. I have that passion. And sometimes even, I'm not saying, but I don't want to put it in general, but I might even be more enthusiastic and put in more effort than someone who is just doing things out of routine, who is doing it already for 10 years. So they are not really looking for the person indeed. They're looking for... That experience and something that is in your CV, rather than speaking to that person, I got so frustrated about this because I know that even though I studied something and I've been working in something for seven years, I never, um, yeah, I never gave up that interest and I was always continuously reading about it and what I'm doing now. So that doesn't mean that you know I, I shouldn't be given a chance to to also work in such fields. And that really frustrated me. And then I thought, okay, if they don't want to give me the chance, I'll just uh, do it myself. <laughs> that's an amazing attitude to have <laughs>
1: every time you encounter a challenge and just do it on my own. Um, yeah, that's, that, that would be awesome because uh, now that we talk about work and future of work, it's another problem is this um, uh, issue that every time you want to make a career switch, in the current system or structures that we have, it's very difficult because yeah. again, everyone is looking for those years and those numbers of experience, which maybe don't tell, of course they, they tell that you worked uh, in that area, but they don't tell um, so much about who you are as a person yes. and your energy and yes. yeah, your other skills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that would be amazing. And uh, on the same note, when you were talking about the fact that more and more companies should, or are starting uh, and should uh, continue treating their employees uh, as humans, so not make this difference between professional and personal you because in the end it's the same person. Uh, you should definitely listen to to the one podcast that I shared, uh, I think a month ago or so, or like a few weeks ago, uh, with um, a personal uh, coach um, as well. And uh, she, she was saying that um, nothing is just business, all is personal. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> because... Uh, in the way uh, as you said um, every time you go home or you you have some issues you always bring that with you it's not like just because you don't talk about them or you don't manifest those emotions doesn't mean that you don't have them yeah so, uh, exactly it's, it's amazing to hear that from you as well yeah yeah yeah
2: no i really agree with that even though when you talk about personal uh yeah where where, where it comes from what you say that i agree but then what does personal mean? Because very often people say, don't, and I think you also wrote it in an article, uh, to not mm. take things personally or something like that. Was it about that? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, I, I, it was an article written also as a, as a result of the. Uh, the yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, because I of the, uh, yeah of the interview yeah of the podcast. But yeah. uh, so I one of the things and and I'm now mentioning it because one of m- my huge insights and that happened when I was in Brazil with my family spending some time there. And I wonder, I wondered like, how do they live their life? They, they you know people there don't have that much money and uh, they have to be worried about the economy and the politics. It's just such a mess. <laughs> and how are they still able to enjoy their lives like they do? And my aunt just at some point was like relax um just don't take things personally and she meant that in general so uh, at work and in in your private life don't take things too personal and that was for me the point uh, where I thought yeah I do take things very personal I always make a connection Mm -hmm. to what did I do and what could, could I have done differently there's also an an extreme on the other side, where you where you want to grow, or the personal development, where you take it to such an extreme that it's not healthy anymore. There's always something you can improve. You're never perfect. Always, there's always something that you can do in training, or always something that you can learn, um, and that is also really stressful. And uh, that's you know that I also needed to realize that all the trainings and learning things in personal development wouldn't help me to feel happy and just content with my life. If I wouldn't accept where I am right now, that it's fine the way it is and that I can choose what I want at that moment and what I consider helpful or, or beneficial for me at that moment. Um, And that's okay. And not take things to personal. So if I don't know something, it's again, also connected to that vulnerability that I mentioned before. If I don't know something, it's okay to say, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I'm really curious Mm -hmm. and I can learn it or, uh, I know exactly where I can get that information. Uh, you see? So that, yeah. that that was for me, this this was for me really an insight that helped me in becoming a bit more relaxed about what I'm doing and not taking things from other people as the truth, because they also have their luggage. They also have their background and their opinions. And it doesn't mean I need to take their opinions as valid or truth. Uh, everyone has their own little things they are working on. Right. So that, that we all should consider when we're speaking to uh, other people. Um, they have their their perspective, and we don't need to be right or mm-hmm. wrong, and we don't need to take things on as the truth just because someone else said it who's older or has more experience in something. <laughs> That's not always yeah, totally. you know, <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: <laughs> totally. On the same note, I was just thinking now that um, just going one step back to, to the whole field of work um, – how awesome would it be if you would be evaluated, let's say, or assessed, I don't know, based on what you want to learn and your curiosity rather than what you did before? That would be like such a shift, uh, I think, in Certainly. how people yes. feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two last questions because the conversation has been like really interesting, at least for me. Yeah. So we're almost uh, filling in the 60 minutes. Um, what Uh, is the change that you would like to see in your lifetime Uh, and secondly what is the impact that you would like to make Um,
2: one straightforward impact that I um, thought of for myself more because of the company is uh, that I wanted to (laughs) Rationalize <laughs> that I wanted to put it into numbers um, and to have a positive impact on a certain amount of people um, by 2020. I just wanted to have that vision, and that was for me. I just came up with 1111 because I thought it's a nice number, the number one new beginnings. It has mm-hmm. a sim- yeah has a meaning for me, uh, so I want to have a positive impact on 1111 people's energies levels by mm-hmm. 2020. And I want to do this by increasing the awareness of a work-life balance. And nowadays some people call it work-life integration uh, and help um, people manage their, uh, yeah, it's called reservoirs of personal energy better so they can deal with whatever they uh, come across um, in their lives. Yeah. Uh, that's on the company side. Um yeah, and this is what I stand for, really. The yeah, to give the tools to people so I empower them to to really take their lives in their hands and to take ownership of what they want and and listen to their intuition and and work with joy, uh, and in a, yeah in, yeah as conscious, content human beings. Yeah awesome that's an amazing note to end it
1: <laughs> thank you so much daniela for uh taking the time to have this conversation with me and thank you for sharing all these insights and ideas on um, uh, consciousness at work and future of work and sharing your personal experience as well it was awesome to to hear hear you talk so passionately
0: about what you do
2: yeah um, thank you for it to to yeah <laughs> really nice.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. This is the Changemaker podcast, a series of interviews with people driven to create a positive impact in their communities and the world. If you like this episode, make sure to reach out. Stay positive, follow your dream and make this world a better place. See you next week.